Welcome to the You Can Make It So podcast, episode number 74. Thank you for listening every Tune In Tuesday to our podcast, and so grateful to those of you who follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. You can check our podcast notes for how to connect with us through those platforms. We have been uh, discussing communication this month, and we've been sharing some kernels of knowledge from two great masters in the field, John Maxwell, where we unpacked on episode number 71 his 16 undeniable laws of communication. And I encourage you to go and listen to that episode. We also, on episodes 72 and 73, we just finished up looking at the book by Ray Dalio, another great master, not only in the finance sector, but also in the communication sector with his book, Principles. I encourage you, go take a listen to episodes 72 and 73, where we unpack what Ray Dalio has to share with us. All of our episodes can be found on Spotify and also on our website, phoenixlifecoachingcanada.com. Today, we want to do something a little bit different on the podcast, something we have not done before. We want to do a retro interview. We want to replay for you an interview that we did at last year's Collision Conference, which is going on right now here in Toronto as we go to air. We want to replay for you our interview with another great communicator, David Meltzer. This particular interview was done live at the Collision Conference, but there's so many wonderful kernels of knowledge to share with you within it that we want to replay it for you. So, let's get after it. Let's make it so. And uh, first question to you is this. Um, you have a motto. It's um, make a lot of money, help a lot of people, have a lot of fun. Tell me about that. You know, it's interesting because there's a paradigm shift in my life. I grew up very poor, but I was taught the more that I give, the more I receive. Right. And that shifted, that paradigm from Living in a world of not enough, you know, where things happen to you, why me, to becoming a millionaire, uh, where I still believe the more I gave, the more I received, where things happen for me. And I was blessed to have more than enough for me, and everything was a trade or a negotiation, until I shifted my paradigm to, uh, through me, realizing that if everything's going to come through me for everyone else, then... I have to receive. I can't give what I receive in gratitude, forgiveness, even my wealth. And so most people appreciate what they have, they add value. They can only acknowledge it or recognize it by giving it away, but they forget to ask for more. I added that make a lot of money first because you can change the world if you give your money away to help people and it's a lot of fun. You cannot give what you do not have. Correct. Of everything. Including happiness, forgiveness. You can't be sick enough to make someone well. It's true. really easy. Yeah, gratitude, all of those things. So, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, kind of touched on this a little bit, but um, you uh, you grew up uh, with a silver spoon. Uh, you had everything you ever wanted. There was never any setbacks. Everything was great. True or false? Right. Yeah, no, just the polar opposite. I grew up in a home full of love. A single mom with six kids, five boys and one girl under the context that education would get us out of there. My mom had a motto, doctor, lawyer, failure. Uh, but I learned to enjoy the consistent everyday, persistent, 
pursuit of my potential. My mom worked two jobs, packed my dinner in a paper bag, filled up turnstiles at convenience stores just so we could eat. And I learned to appreciate everything that I had. And I wanted to make a lot of money though, only because I wanted to buy my mom a house and a car. The only time I wasn't happy as a child had to do with financial stress. And so I felt as if I could relieve or reduce or dissolve that financial uh, disability, I called it, my whole life would be perfect. And I had to learn a lot of lessons as I became a millionaire nine months out of law school and a multi-millionaire by the time I was 30, that uh, some of the things I learned were beneficial, but others uh, were completely interfering with my true potential. Um, can you share a, a story about maybe a moment where a mistake led to uh, a real learning experience, where a setback actually was a step towards success? I have, you know, one of the biggest setbacks. I lost everything, over a hundred million dollars, uh, and that setback carried with it uh, a dummy tax that I paid, a lesson that's so big, and the lesson I really learned was that no matter how big the mistake, no matter how big the setback, it's never punishment. I didn't realize it, but I was serving a God as a young man. I used to tell people I don't believe in God. I made everything happen myself, but I was serving the God of money. Uh, And I shifted that because of that mistake. No longer would I be punished ever again. I realized that I was being protected and promoted at all times that there was something bigger than me that loved me more than my mom. And that I just didn't know what I didn't know. And instead of being arrogant and ignorant and projecting my insecurity that I didn't know what I didn't know, regardless of my financial success and occupational success and all types of other things that appeared to the rest of the world that I must have it all, that I was Midas, (laughs) I learned simply that I was gonna live in ignorant humility, that I was, being protected and promoted by this source, something omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, that was always teaching me lessons through the pain, setbacks, and failures to be protected and promoted to a better place, a better situation. So you believe in providence? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you're you're a pretty busy person. Active. And I, I hate the word busy. Active. That means unavailable. I like we wouldn't that. have this interview if I yeah. was busy. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Um, you, uh, you often say that one of your favorite topics is to study time. Um, and you encourage Got people... Got me all up on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you, you're talking. And you encourage people to be students of their calendars. Um, tell me ways that you kind of balance uh, things that take away your energy and things that give you energy. Well, first of all, I put it into the context of today. So I study time today because it's only realistic time, only man-made constructive time that exists today, 24 hours. Everything else is relative. Yesterday and beyond relative, tomorrow and beyond relative. So what I do is utilize the time of today in order to figure out what I want, who I can help and who can help me, and how best to get that done. And what becomes uh, completely apparent is what's important to me. Not what's important to other people that bleeds me. Not what's missing or what I don't have. Getting what I, and putting myself in a trajectory of what's missing, what I don't have, getting more of that. But when you realize that most people spend most of their time on things that bleed them, 
because they don't know what's important, because they don't know what they want today in a trajectory for tomorrow. They don't know who they can help, who can help them, or how to get it done. They're lost. Most people, including businesses, don't take a step back and ask themselves the what, the who, the how, and the now in order to apply the why and to feed that which feeds them, not allow their time, emotion, and value to feed something that's bleeding them all the time. Right. Something that does not uh, resonate with, uh, with them. Or fear in general, right? Yeah. How many people, how much time have you wasted with the need to be right or the need to be offended? or angry, frustrated, and worried, or guilty or resentful. I've spent way too many days, weeks, months, and years. I like to spend minutes and moments in that place and the rest of my day with things that feed me. Absolutely. You, um, you talk about five daily practices. Yeah, and I just uh, aforementioned that these changed my life, and I'll send them to your entire community for free. Uh, number one, every day I ask myself, what do I want personally, experientially? What do I want to experience today? What do I want to give today? And we mentioned, what do I want to receive today? In a trajectory, though, of these unrealistic, outrageous goals. So when people meet me like you, Frank, and say, so Dave, you know, what, what, what are you about? What do you do? I'm going to change the world. People smile or laugh at me. What do you mean you're going to change the world? Oh, I'm going to teach the world to be happy. Now they really laugh. How are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to teach them how to make money, help people, and have fun. I've never met anyone that makes a lot of money, helps a lot of people, and have a lot of fun that isn't happy. How are you going to do that? Here, let me show you today. Now, when they study what I'm doing today, they look and say, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that. Yes, I know anyone can do what I do today, but can you do it every day? Can you go the extra mile every day? Because I go the extra mile every day. Not every once in a while justifying why I'm not where I want to be because I went the extra mile two days ago. The empty miles created, the objectives are accelerated by going every day, knowing your what, your who, your how, prioritizing by your now what's important to you. See, prioritization is the antidote to procrastination. Prioritization is the antidote to feeling overwhelmed. So if anyone ever comes up to me saying, oh, I procrastinate or I feel overwhelmed, I was like, you don't know how to prioritize. Because if you know what's important to you, you'll always be doing what's important to you. And if new things come up, you can evaluate it immediately and say, oh, wait a second, that's more important, I'm gonna do that. But you're not gonna sit around procrastinating or feeling overwhelmed. Yeah, or just kind of hovering there for, for a little bit. Yeah, Absolutely. paralysis by analysis. Exactly. Because you don't know what's important. Exactly. Um, one of the things that, um, first uh, attracted me to um, many of the, of the things that, that you talk about is uh, you said light, love, lessons in everything. As soon as I heard that, I thought, what? Unpack that. First of all, this is how we reconcile time with gratitude. You have to start with a premise that there's light, love, and lessons in every person, every situation, every lesson. Everything around us has light, love, and lessons. But unless you reconcile it with time today, you'll be overwhelmed and procrastinate. Yeah. So I meet people all the time. And this is where people, we were talking about bleeding. People surround themselves trying to find the light, the love, and the lessons in a spouse, in a partner, because everyone has it in them. But is it worth your time? When there's so many people that it is already in your frequency, your neighborhood resonating with you, that can give you and feed you the light, the love, and the lessons without you having to beat yourself up or get beaten up by finding it. Exactly. So I go from the premise that everyone is connected to the omniscient, all-powerful. So we have light in us. 
love in us, lessons, but I'm gonna reconcile today the time in which it takes for me to find it. And if it's too much time, I'm gonna move on to somebody that's a lot easier to find. Absolutely. Same with situations, occupations, etc. Yeah. One of the things I, I often teach with uh, people I work with is uh, one person, one problem, one promise. You just focus on the person that's there and do the best with them and for them and with them, then great things are gonna, gonna manifest themselves and kind of go from there. The truth yeah. is simple. It is. It's a confirmation of simplicity and truth. Absolutely, yeah. Um, many of the people who listen to the podcast, they're, um, they're entrepreneurs, they're ex- uh, executives, uh, they're people who really want to strive and thrive in their life. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the role and value of family? I know that your, your wife and your two daughters and your son are paramount to you. Yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Well, I think everyone needs to have non-negotiables. When you're a student of your calendar, when you're looking at your productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, when you're trying to be efficient, effective, and statistically successful, you have to have non-negotiables. For years, my number one non-negotiable was family until I realized something that was even more important than my family, which is my health. So I spend a minimum amount of time. Once again, I study time, I reconcile time with my values and my activities. A minimum of an hour a day on my health. Because if I'm not healthy, I will have no wishes for me and my family. I only have one wish. So if I take care of my health every day before my second non-negotiable, my family, minimum of 30 minutes with my wife, minimum of 30 minutes with my 12-year-old son, minimum of two minutes with each of my daughters. I asked for five, they gave me two. (laughs) And a minimum of a minute with my mom. Knowing what my mom wants from me, by the way. Took me years to figure this out. Only four things my mom wants every day from me. She wants to know that I'm healthy. I take care of that with my non-negotiable. She wants to know I'm happy. She wants to know I love her. She wants to know I appreciate her. If I keep that awareness of those four things every day, all the things that our moms do to us to make us prove we're happy, healthy, appreciate and love them go away. And we don't waste time, emotion, energy, or value with the most important people in our lives, especially our moms. Absolutely, man. That respectful of your time, and I know we're, we're running on the clock. So next five to 10 years, what's gonna be in your life? Yeah, so for, for me, remember, I'm on a consistent everyday approach. Right. I utilize the five daily practices in a trajectory towards mid and long-term objectives. Today's objectives, I may change my mind because I'm uncertain of what's gonna happen tomorrow. Um, But I do know that I'm building a community of sponsors and power sponsors like you. People that are willing to help me, and people that know people that can help me, and people I can help, and people that I know that there's people that can help them as well. I'm creating an abundant community, collective consciousness of happy people. And so, I'm gonna continue to build content on every platform, TV, movie, social media, email, phone calls, everywhere I can to teach values and daily practices that I can empower people with to empower other people to empower other people. So if I can find a thousand people like you, Frank, that I know in your lifetime will empower a thousand more people to empower a thousand, a thousand times a thousand is a million, a million times a thousand is a billion. That's a collective consciousness. Over a billion people knowing how to share their values and their daily practices to create abundance. A billion people or more making more money, helping more people and having more fun. Imagine what the world would be like. So when I tell people my mission in life is to change the world, 
it comes through me to people like you and through you to other people like you. Open minds, open hearts, and open hands. Let me just close by just uh, saying like the impact you've had on me. Um, you, you elevate me uh, in moments where you know I question things or moments where I'm trying to find direction or moments where things that uh, for me were solid seem to all of a sudden shake. Uh, I go to someone like you, you elevate me, you, you draw me to be better. And so I just want to thank you for the way that you invest in others, the way that you empower others, the way that you help others. Thank you for this time and uh, thank you for everything that you do. It means a great deal to me and I know it means a great deal to a lot of people. So thank it you very much. It means a great deal to me. And remember everyone, just spend minutes and moments in fear. Not days, weeks, months and years. Be kind to your future self and do good deeds. We can do this together. Let's all be happy. Thanks very much. Thank you. Really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. I think you'll agree with me that that was a great interview. And I think you'll agree with me that David Meltzer is a fabulous communicator. And so we're so grateful to him for his continued support of us here at Phoenix Life Coaching Canada. And we're so grateful to him for how he invests in others. All right, let's wrap up. Remember that uh, learning to be a better communicator is the single most important thing that you can do in growing, in thriving, both personally and professionally. So I really encourage you, if you missed any of the episodes this month, to go back and re-listen to them. I encourage you to do that because I think that there's opportunities within each of those messages to really grow, to really find yourself being able to expand your skills in being a great communicator. I also encourage you to go to the podcast notes because there you'll find ways of connecting with all three of our master communicators, John Maxwell, Ray Dalio, and David Meltzer. All of their websites, all of their social media contact information is found in our podcast notes. So go and look up different ways that they can help you as we also strive to help you. Now next week we begin our second annual Summer of Success with some great guests being lined up for the months of July and August on this podcast. The workplace is undergoing massive irrevocable shifts right now and the only question for business leaders is what to do about it and so that's going to be the focus of our summer of success this year and all of our guests are bringing to the table more specifically I guess to the podcast microphone some excellent methods some tremendous teaching and some spectacular secrets of success to really help you and to help me continue to thrive so I really encourage you to continue to connect with us during July and August on this podcast because I think this summer of success is going to be spectacular. And speaking of contacting with us, don't hesitate to reach out to us if we can help you to lead with confidence and grow with clarity. Our website, phoenixlifecoachingcanada.com, is just packed with different tools to help you to thrive. We have a track record of helping clients to thrive, so let us help you. And if this content and this podcast is meaningful to you, it would mean the world to me if you could rate it or write a review. It helps us to expose our podcast 
to more people. All right. Until we meet together again next week to get started on our second annual Summer of Success, start living in a way today that will help you to thrive tomorrow. And remember, you can make it so.